0: Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay and subscribe to us. Please continue to comment on these videos so we know how you guys are feeling each episode. Um, The likes help us out. They help us grow this family. They help us grow our community. Um, Smash the notification bell. That way you're not pulling up to these last. Uh, And uh, yeah, thanks for your continued support. Alex, Isaiah, we'd like to focus on the business outside of ball for professional athletes. Um, and so today we have an exciting guest. Um, I don't know how we're going to be able to keep this one short <laughs> because all of our off-camera conversations have been uh, pretty enlightening that this man is invested in a lot of stuff, both from um, an equitable standpoint and things that he's been able to build. Um, so I'd like to introduce Prince of Mucamara. Prince, uh,
1: thank you for being here, bro. Man, yeah. thanks for having me. So, I mean, what, 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 <laughs> where do we start? Yeah, where <laughs> do we start? Um, uh, you think we want to kind of kick it off with Prince's path to kind of where he is now, you know, yeah, growing up and, and NFL? Yeah, okay.
0: let's get a little bit of background. So if you can uh, shed some light on, you know, you yourself, your family and, um, you know, your journey from, I mean, you were 11th ranked recruit out of Arizona
2: back in the day. I don't know the exact stats, but yeah, that sounds right. Five star? (laughs) Yeah, three star. Three star. star. Yeah,
0: three star. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about the come up.
2: Yeah. So grew up here in Arizona, have five sisters Princess Precious, Promise, Peace, and Passionate, right? It's like an alliteration. Say that three times fast. (laughs) Um, They all did sports. Like two of my sisters played basketball at Arizona State. Uh, My older sister actually played football. Um, and then my other sister ran track, played basketball. So we're pretty competitive, athletic family. My mom ran in, uh, I believe she said the the Olympic trials in like 1980s for Nigeria. My dad played a little soccer. So I think we got most of our athletic ability from our mom. <laughs> Mom's like 5'8", dad's like 5'2", on a good day, <laughs> Five two five three. But But um, yeah, dude, so... Growing up, like we're speaking about shoes earlier, like I had these Sonic the Hedgehog shoes and I thought these Sonic shoes made me like fast. So I just always felt fast as a kid. And then um, I remember I first played football when I was six it was with the older kids and they didn't want to give me the ball. But then when I caught a kickoff, I ran straight to the cone and scored. And they're like, OK, like this kid is going to be picked first from now on. And then. Um, uh played backyard football which is just basically tackle football with no pads and then i would go to a recreation after school and so when i would walk it would be recreation field then my house so when i would walk from the recreation through the field to my house there was a pop owner team practicing and i was a skinny black kid um, and with a big head and they were like hey like race race our kid mind you i'm competitive burnt him <laughs> race this race, so other kid burnt him and then so i put on they put a helmet hel- helmet and pads on me and then i was signed up for pop warner that's
1: how and, it happened yeah and
2: then so that was like at nine and ten something I'm, I'm thinking wow like i was playing football with no pads now i play, now i actually have gear like this is gonna be easy and so i played offense all throughout pop warner was a baller there high school i was arizona school player of the year Played um, football, basketball, and track. Won three state championships um, in high school. Won the 100 meter, 200 meters state state championship here. Um, Super accomplished. Yeah, and so um, and I've always loved basketball. And I had some offers for basketball, but then my foot, my high school basketball coach was like, "Don't even bother. This kid's gonna, this kid's gonna play football." So I, I go to Nebraska, and um, it's funny because I'm. Me and one of my best friends here, his name's Eric, Eric Haig, we had the same type of offers. It was like, it was like smaller D1 schools, Mm -hmm. um, University of Nevada, Reno, Fresno State, Colorado. And then like the big ones were like Colorado, uh, Nebraska. And so we had all of our visits pan together. together. Yeah, and so we were, we had a deal like whoever commits first, that's the school we're going to. So we get to um, Nebraska and I'm thinking college visit is going to be like, how like, you know, like Harold and Kumar, American (laughs) pie. Like I'm thinking it's about to be like lit. Yeah. And so I go to Nebraska cold as heck. Um, uh, We go, we do go to a college party though. And, um, and it's, it's whatever it gets, it gets whatever. (laughs) And um, we go and meet with our, the head coach at the time, Bill Callahan and Eric, He said, "Looks like we're going to Nebraska. I said, "What do you mean? Looks like who's going? What do you mean? What happened?" And then he said, "Dude, Bill, Bill asked me, like, how would I rate this visit? I said, um, a a ten out of a 10. He said, "Okay, well, why don't you commit?" He said, "Fine, I commit." And so, Eric was not all there from last night, so Mm -hmm. he. He was already at a loss, so he committed. So, in my head, I'm thinking it looks like we're going to Nebraska. I got to commit now. Yeah. And so, I go on a couple of more visits because I want to still have the experience. And then when I get to, when I finally commit to Nebraska, mind you, I'm a running back. I get Arizona. I was Arizona State Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a running back here. Never really played defense. Yeah. I get to Nebraska. Bro, they throw me in the
1: defensive room. First like first day. Bro, I'm I'm a D B. <laughs> and I'm
2: thinking and mind you, I'm a seventeen year old kid. I go I go there early and I'm just thinking like like where was the disconnect? Where was the where was the, the miscommunication? And and I can't really complain to my parents because first of all, they're excited that college is paid for it in yeah. anyway. And so um they don't really get, you know, like the the business uh, of it in in a sense. And so um I just go in, I talk to the head coach. I said, hey, like I'm supposed to play offense. I thought you guys recruit <laughs> me as a running back. And he said, oh, we want you to go both ways. So they put me at running back. As soon as I get the ball, I run into an offensive lineman's back and They're I, never, I never get back there again. <laughs> and so and so I'm thinking like, man, so what am I gonna do? So the transfer rules are different at this time. If you transfer, you sit out a full year. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking like I have a chance to either redshirt or a chance to play. And so I'm thinking like, all right, I might as well play because I'm transferring next year. I'm going to sit out. And so the next year comes, um, Bo Pelini comes from LSU. Mm -hmm. I go straight to his office and I'm like, hey, Bo, I was promised to play, um, to play running back here, to play offense here. But uh, it looks like I was a little bit manipulated. And he said, Prince, I've coached a lot of DBs you look like you would play a long time and make a lot of money at this position. He could have been blowing smoke, yeah. but he has, he coached like Dion. He's coached a lot of great DBs, especially being at LSU. Um, and so, or he said, you, I can play offense. And then I, I said, you know what? I'll trust you. I'm gonna play defense. Uh, um, and that was also aligned with, we have we had a team chaplain who I, um, trusted a lot. And he said, Hey, well, maybe God has you here for a different reason. And at that time, I wasn't really hearing that. But um, I mean, a couple of a couple of years later, I go first round and it it looked like it worked out.
1: It's crazy. I played college football, too. And you see it a lot where a guy comes in at one position and the coaches already in their mind have, you know, I want this guy to play here. You know, and, and a lot of times, sometimes it works, sometimes right. it doesn't. So it was kind of a 50, 50 chance. Hey, this could work. This could, you know, could not work. And, you know, for, like you said, a 17 year old kid, that's like, hey, my, my whole career is in right. this coach's hands. But, you know, it turned out- as a, It worked out. No, on the worked. on the right side. So that's cool.
0: Yeah. You want to go into business? I think, Step yeah. into business? Let's,
1: let's, let's, this is, this is what I'm excited about right here. I mean,
0: shit, we could have started the podcast here and gone <laughs> for another hour. So, um. Man, you are diversified. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's start with like a general question. Like, when did you start scratching the business itch when you were in the league? And yeah. like, what kind of like inspired that?
2: Yeah. So when I first when I first got into the league, um it was all very vanilla in in, in, in investing, like stocks, bond, mm-hmm. like you're buying blue chip stocks, meaning like Amazon, AT&T, Netflix, like you're just buying just like strong stocks, whatever. Just very, very vanilla. And then um, I kind of started to get into the entrepreneurial world by watching Shark Tank on ABC. And and I was (laughs) like, oh, wow, like this is really like the American dream. Like you can either come up with a business and pitch it to folks and they can invest invest into it, or you can be the investor and have people pitch to you. And so I thought that was awesome. And I mean, and just even watching the social network, like you have a guy, Mark Zuckerberg, come up with um, Face Smash, I think that's what it was called mm-hmm. at first, um, and in Harvard, and then now it's, I mean, it's, it's whatever, uh, Meta, meta is, is, is whatever it is right now. But um, when I f- first started investing into something outside of stocks and bonds, and I never, I didn't even tell you guys this, it just hit me right now, Las Vegas Golden Knights. I was an investor um, in that at at first like I, I had given them like 800,000 while you're got, playing. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I was I was I was part owner for like I mean you could look at I was part owner for like almost a year but like the the owners had to be approved by the NHL and it was taking forever mm-hmm. and and plus I didn't really like the perks. And so I was just like, you know what, like, let me, this is all the stuff I should have um, did my due diligence on before, but I just really love the opportunities. Like, all right, yeah. like have my money, like I'll ask questions later, just take my money now. But I ended up getting out of that. And what,
1: then- Can I, can I ask some questions yeah. about that? Cause I always wanted to know this as a minority sports team owner, that's what you were. Yeah. Like how, like, is there, is that like a distribution play? Do like, they pay you distributions on profit, is profit sharing? Like, what does that look like as a, as an owner? Right, a, a no, and that's
2: a, and that's a great question. And so that's what I was saying. Like I didn't get answers to any to any oh, of know? that. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember one time, like I was trying to get tickets to a game, and and the dude who put the group together was just like, um, like I said, so what do we do about tickets? He said, hey, uh, we like I bought season tickets, and I'm like, hold on, what? Like we're like we're minority owners but and so, eight hundred yeah, thousand dollars is thing. Right. But the but I'm like a such a small fish. Yeah, like there's yeah. like there's dudes. I mean the I think the act the acquisition price was I think like five hundred million or or something like that. And so my eight hundred thousand doesn't sales, yeah. So. And so so to be honest, I don't even have answers to that question. And I didn't even know anything about that. Yeah. Yet. Now I would have done I would have done like I would have my own version of um, idea dump, I hope. No, yeah. Okay, I hope Light I'm red. able to say that. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> but um, so it wasn't until first I got to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I played with a guy named Kyle Bosworth. I played with him in um, in New York, and so he was telling me when I when I moved to Jacksonville, he was like my realtor. We connected, and he was just like, "Hey, man, there's like you should get into like flipping. There's this flip and all this stuff, and he's already been doing it. So we found a house that was foreclosed, four hundred eighty thousand. He said put one twenty into it. Now it's six hundred thousand. The one twenty was was the renovation mm-hmm. fee and holding costs and all that stuff. It's
1: so about three hundred thousand in six hundred. Oh, you were $480,000 and then okay, one twenty for four eighty. Yeah,
2: okay. and then sold it for eight forty three. Took like wow. eight or nine months, but sold it for eight hundred forty three thousand. I was like, okay, now you got my attention. Like, what more can we or should we be doing? So then we bought condos and rented them to the Jacksonville players, and they don't they don't even know that they were staying in in my in my in my <laughs> spots or whatever. So I got in with the with the uh, with the with the player engagement guy at at Jacksonville, and then said, "Hey, any anytime guys need a new a new spot, like picture my spot is furnished, everything set. They just move in because you know, like you get on practice squad, you get cut, or you mm-hmm. just sign. You get here's the spot, and so I got that going. And that was in Jacksonville, and then I told my guy Kyle, I said, "Hey, I plan on like I'm gonna spend." Um, like the rest of my life in Arizona. So, is there anyone out there you can connect me with that we could get this going on, get this operation going on here too? And so, we ended up doing that here in Arizona. He connected me with a guy named Brian, and this guy's a developer and has a construction company. And uh, he kind of mentored me and took me under his wing. And so, the first thing we did was buy duplex and rented it out. And then I was, and that stuff was cool and steady, but it was just, It was, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I don't want to say it wasn't risky, but it wasn't going as big. It wasn't getting big, getting big as fast as I wanted it to. So my cousin shared with me, he said, hey, I need 10, can you give me 10,000 to furnish my house? And I said, how are you going to pay me back? He said, I'm going to pay you back because someone's going to rent it for like 15. Mm -hmm. So he, he introduced me to Airbnb, VRBO and short-term rental. So then I said I don't know, man. And a, a week goes by, two weeks go by. He says, "Boom! Someone, someone, someone booked it for 15000 thousand." And then I said, what? And I, I gave him the ten thousand. <laughs> and then he furnished his house. And then he gave me twelve thousand on top of that to show love. And then I said, "Wow!" So it's, so you're doing it like that? He, and he said, "Yeah." So then I bought a house and I started doing it. And that one went good. I bought another house. So now we have like eight 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 airbnbs here in um here in arizona and we're excited for super bowl (laughs) and so um and so yeah but it's been it's been crazy and my thing i like about airbnbs is this or short-term rentals is that our secret sauce if you want to call it is what we do is we find we find a house like we're going to add value to it just so we can just so the house can be worth more, even much more later when we sell it, it's going to be worth more, eventually because real estate eventually always goes up. But we want it to be more than that, just by adding value. So we'll add either add a bathroom, either add another another bedroom, and then um, then we're going to renovate it, make it look much nicer, paint nice countertops, everything. And we always add a pool here in Arizona. You need you need a pool, pool and hot tub, um, to get. To That's entice, how you add in yeah, hundred right percent. Yeah. Just entice the snowboard, the snowbirds, make it heated, mm-hmm. and then so so we get money through there by um, improving the property. Then, as we're holding it, we're renting it. Um, we're doing short-term rentals. So long-term rentals for like a house. Like a solid house is probably like four to six thousand, Mm -hmm. but you can get that in two weeks. Short term, through short term, yeah. Yeah. So that's what. So that's why I like that. So I'm getting money um, through through the renting, the short term renting. You manage
1: them yourself too.
2: We we started to at
1: first, but then when we started to get more, yeah. yeah, Now
2: we now we have we actually created a company, a management company. So we have one. We have our company does that, and so you're making money through passive, and you're making money long term. Um, for when you eventually you eventually sell it and then you also making money through um the depreciation when mm-hmm. you when you save save through taxes so that's what i love about Air, airbnb and then we're also there's a nice spot in here called Arcadia mm-hmm. and we're also um developing new development twenty four twenty four townhomes wow. there and um i'm gonna name it after my daughter she's gonna be called the paisley and um and so we're excited about that too so So he's got some, he's got the the itch. He's getting me excited, man. Y'all
1: love real estate.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then I would be remiss not to mention this literally beautiful restaurant that we're in right now. Yeah. We walked in here this morning. We were like, the pictures online don't do it justice. That's for sure. Um, And we want to check out your new spot, Trophy Room, next door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got three different spots, like right in this general vicinity. That's all of your like hospitality, Business investments.
2: 100%. Yeah. So Chico Malo is the first one right here in downtown Phoenix, um, catty corner to uh, Footprint Footprint Arena where the Suns play. Mm-hmm. And that's just nice Mexican uh, cuisine. Um, great, great, great menu. Um, I love the the churros there. They have nice warm churros there. So we should we're going to the Suns game tonight. We should stop oh, wow. there. Wow, 100%. I'll <laughs> okay. set y'all up. Um, and then here, Ren and Wolf, American Cuisine. Uh, I think it's a seasonal menu just because sometimes like my favorite um, meal will be on here and then it'll they'll take it off and change it. But then I'll have a new favorite meal that they just um, introduced to us and, and, their, and their customers. And so Ren and Wolf has been awesome. Again, here, downtown Phoenix. And then Trophy Room, like you said, we're gonna check it out, but real nice. It's gonna be a speakeasy spot. Reservations. I feel like it has a um, Soho house feel because there's it's going to be very, um, very, I don't want to say secluded, but like no, there's going to be no phones. Disconnected. Yeah, exactly. Disconnected. So like no phones. And it's just going to be just a nice like chill. Warm vibe. Was so, that
1: intentional? <laughs> Having all your spots right in this general No, facility? it's no, almost no, no, no. like a moat. It's like yeah. a differentiator, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's it,
0: That alone will just bring people in just so they can experience it. And 100%. then they stick because yeah, yeah. the spot's dope, the food's dope, the, the experience is dope. Yeah, 100%. But like you were talking about, a little bit off camera about the cash on cash return of the restaurant. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to like underscore here because most athletes, and I, I think you told me that you were even told this like, are told to like stay away from restaurants. Yeah. And it, you know, it's a little bit of a slippery slope because it's kind of hard to make your money back in a lot of ways. So you are popping off with this spot. Like right. it's been very a very good investment for you. What do you think like goes into that? Like, I'm curious, like, is this, is it the location that you're in? Right. Is it the job that you do and the experience you provide and the, the partners that you have? Like, how is this different than Everything that everybody is like forewarned at least athletes, investors.
2: Yeah, so I think I, that I my risk was minimized because I kind of rode the coattails of of Teddy, who's who's like the like the main the majority owner of um, of both. And so I think because Teddy already had a proven concept in Chico Malo, and then he comes here and he does Ren and Wolf. And so I I feel like he already. Um, like he did all the research and stuff like that. So he kind of just made it easy for me versus me starting from ground up, coming up with a, with a concept. I really just believe he already, he minimized my risk. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's good to know because literally just yesterday we were talking to someone that lost tons of investment on like a pizza spot. Yeah. And so it was, it was interesting
1: to hear the contrast there. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, uh, in due diligence for a restaurant back oh, in wow. charlotte now so i'm kind of going it's been about a month and a half two months so we take a lot of time on the, on the dd part um and it's the restaurant business is tough because it's the the, the, the biggest thing is operations yeah. you know because there's a lot of waste in the restaurant business mm-hmm. especially something that's higher class because you know you want everything to be pristine you want right. to make sure the, the user experience is perfect every time so there's a lot of waste in the restaurant space. So the the people that get it right are able to minimize waste. Very true. You know, I mean, on top of everything else, customer service, you know, optically how the place looks, you know, that's the easy stuff. But like the biggest thing for restaurants is how do I minimize waste? waste. And, you know, I, that's the thing I'm going back and forth. On. It takes experience because your guy right, right. has a lot of experience in this space. So it's 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 crazy to, like because I'm so torn on whether to do this deal or not. <laughs> And just to hear stories like yours to where it works, you know, it's worked for you. And, you know, it kind of makes me want to get in this space. So. Right. No, I hear yeah, you. Yeah.
0: And then you even have an, you said you had an assisted living. Is it like a,
2: a campus or is it like a? It's just a home. Okay, So, it's just, so home. Just, just think of a residential family home and um, you're contracted with the state you're li- and you're licensed. You're licensed with the state, not contract. You're licensed with the state because you do need a license to run it. And basically, for example, your your aunt, yeah. right, dealing with with dementia, dementia, and um, and you guys want to put her in a um, in one of these homes, we will like we look after her, we take care of her like 24/7. And so these houses have about like you can be licensed up to five, eight, or ten minus licensed up to ten. So there's times where I have ten of them in there, and then we have. Uh, like I think three to four caregivers um, for those ten, and it's a twenty four seven. Is this operation. like deal flow that comes through, or is this something you were
0: passionate about? Or like, um,
2: I, it was deal flow first, and then passionate se- second. It just made more sense. My, my wife's uh, father uh, f- had Alzheimer's gotcha. and stuff like that, so uh, we have a heart. We have we have a heart for that, and then when we did the. When we were looking at this business deal, it just it just made more sense to to give back and to kind of make kind of make sure that um, these people's last five to ten whatever years is um, is spent properly.
1: That's an important point because you know business. Like, for a lot of people, it's just about the numbers. You know what I mean? Does the numbers make sense? But I think when you get to a certain level and when business is done correctly, you you kind of scratch two itches. You know, of course, I mean, it's a great investment, but also I'm able to help people. Like, I think that's honestly the most important part. 100%.
0: Yeah. So I've got, like, a couple other business things I want (laughs) to get to, but, like, the one that I can't wait any longer to ask about is the FedEx route.
1: Okay. I, I thought you were going to say the strip club. Me, he
0: knows what it, I don't know what that means. I feel like you're suiting up in your, you know, FedEx jumpsuit and you're delivering package to everybody. That's like my Aww. knee-jerk reaction. He didn't let, you know, you tell me
2: about it before the show. So. I want to
1: save it for here because I want to see your reaction. So,
2: you've seen the FedEx trucks that go by your house or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. those are, um, they're called ISPs, independent service providers. So basically FedEx basically outsources all their delivery packages to trucking companies. So you could own a trucking company. However, FedEx pays them to have FedEx's logo on their truck. And and so basically FedEx is like, is my is my like client or whatever. I don't want to say boss because I'm a independent service provider. So FedEx would say, hey, we we have this hub. We have this facility. Park your trucks there. All the packages are coming on a conveyor belt at at like at our F- FedEx facility. And then you just load, load, load the packages. And we have and it's it's a logistics company. So you have the map out to where you're delivering. So basically what you do is you you can buy zip codes um, and then you, that's that's your route. That's where you deliver to. And that thing is um, it's super lucrative if um, if done right. But it's it's awesome. So you handle the logistics or you plug into there? There's already um, there's already I, I mean, I have, I have like two managers that do it that do it all. But there's everything. Everything comes on like a, um, a modem. So and the managers just plug gotcha. and play and, and the drivers have their routes they know where they know where they're going they're usually on the same route um, so you staff the managers and the drivers so how I purchased it I already have purchased it it was already up and running so basically it's, it's and that's how cool, I like to the cool part Alex, right so here. that's how I like to buy companies for the most part I don't want to start them from the ground up I already want to kind of pay uh-huh. a premium in, yeah. in a sense it's already running so the only thing that switches is whose name goes on on, on the check Okay, but so you can go online right now look at um there's a website called like route consultants or whatever and they have these routes for sale and it's already up and running it's Dang. someone turnkey like, it's, it's turnkey exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and so the only one so ups is the only one who doesn't operate like that but amazon operates mm-hmm. like that and fedex operates like that so when you purchase the company the the assets that you're getting are the trucks and the, the territory the routes so so the, so the, the trucks depending on how many trucks is probably not it's probably not gonna amount yeah. to um, how much money you're purchasing it for mm-hmm. but because the cap rate is so high that's why they're a, they're able to sell it at um, at a premium so for example if if a, if a FedEx company is making like two hundred thousand dollars a year, that that company they'll probably sell it for like a million dollars they'll probably try to five five x the the cap rate how did you get put onto this like your money manager so my um my um it's actually like my business manager who used to be my pop pop owners coach he was um he operated a trucking company and so he had found it and he had brought it to me and i i had looked at it the numbers the numbers made the numbers made sense and it was right in my backyard of where i live and so there's a lot of synergy and um we did a lot of um due diligence and we uh pulled the trigger mailbox money right yeah, yeah yeah that one that one's gonna be that one's gonna be good because i feel like i've seen that somewhat for amazon
0: in yeah like amazon, amazon drivers and amazon yeah. routes but i didn't really really know the ins and outs of how it all yeah. worked i just thought people were like buying trucks and basically like more or less leasing it to Amazon to like help Mm -hmm. Amazon scale faster and and cover more ground. And you know, that two day shipping is tight window. Um, So in the spirit of like investments and some of, you know, what you've started to participate in, let's talk a little bit about some of the other investment opportunities that, that you've uh,
2: I guess, participated in. Yeah. Um,
1: Venture capital.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So other than like real estate, and um, and like the FedEx and the assistant care home yeah venture venture capital has been huge um, just investing in uh, or angel invest so angel investing means like I'm coming in alone like with nobody else like it's just me my money I'm considered an angel or whatever mm-hmm. so I've gone into a companies like that some have failed terribly like this is when I was like younger and um but to me, I mean, those are lessons, but those are expensive lessons. Yeah. But um, but now I know what to look at and, and what not to go in. But I'm part of a fund of a fund, Next Play Capital, Ran, uh, one of the founders is Ryan Neese. And what he's doing is awesome because he'll have these, um, they're like pop-up um, seminars where they'll send out an email. Who wants to go? We'll go to Silicon Valley, Palo Alto, and we'll visit – uh, Instacart We'll visit Facebook We'll visit All these All these companies It's almost like Have you heard of CES Consumer Electronics Show It's in I Vegas have, yeah. It's almost like A miniature version of that Because we're just checking out All these companies But we get to have A one on one sit down With the CEO With the founders And this is pre-IPO
1: Yes Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You meet with these companies Before Pre, okay.
2: Or or even sometimes After, after. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Like just Just hearing like For example We, when we went and saw DoorDash we went and saw DoorDash and I told them about, the, and I told them about the campaign, but DoorDash, it's um, like, I think three or three or four guys in Stanford, at Stanford, and they had like a, they had a, um, a class project to come up with, come up with something or whatever, like a delivery company. And they came up with a delivery company mm-hmm. and they called it like Palo Alto delivery service. It was supposed to be like something like fake and mm-hmm. someone ended up calling and calling for their order. And they were like, oh, shoot, like, we have to, like, who's going to go get the order? And so one of them went and did, got the order. I think they got paid, like, 8 to $10. And then I guess they had left the site up, and it was during Super Bowl, when Super Bowl was in San Fran. Wow. And they're fielding all these orders. And then so, and then they had to make the deliveries. And then, and then eventually, like, they're it's DoorDash. But just hearing... Just hearing their story and hearing how it how it started. I mean, and I think they sold a company for like four, I think I don't know if it's IPO'd or they sold it, but it was like four, three or four billion. But just hearing stories like that and then talking with um, uh, you know like venture capitalists about like like because everyone always talks about like, oh, I was in I was in Facebook, I got in and I got in, in, in on Snapchat early, but it's like, what about your lowlights? Right, like right. and then so I I I would ask them like why like what's a, what's a company that you passed on and why? And one of them was Uber, mm. this company did. And I said, well, gosh, how did you? Cause from us, we see what Uber is now. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, Uber wasn't what it, what it was when it was pitched to me. Uber was supposed to be just a black car service. And um, and the, the guy didn't think like it was big enough to go crazy, but now Uber's not really a black car service. So Uber mm. is like, that's like, one feature only. E- exactly. Yeah. Like mean you mean you can drive up and sign up to be Ubers to be Uber drivers. Now there's Uber Eats and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it wasn't what it was so you just couldn't see it. And then um another guy fell into this is my favorite one. This guy um he got into venture venture capitalism because he he was his friend needed a place to crash and his friend said like hey like I'll just give you the money for rent he said no put it in whatever company that you're working in or whatever and um the guy's gonna give him like ten ten thousands and so he tells him hey that ten thousand that you gave me is worth a hundred million now the company was postmates yeah so and so he used that hundred million he's like okay i'm gonna start finding companies early and then yeah, yeah. and then crush
1: it so did he you... uh did he did his friend give him some of that hundred million <laughs> no no that's what he told him that oh, that ten thousand was... you told me to put in my company, your part, your portion, oh, that ten thousand
2: is worth a oh, hundred million now. Yes, that's wow. I know, and so just hearing, just hearing stories that is wild. like that, yeah, it's 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 um it's awesome. And so being exposed to that through mm-hmm. Next Play, um, that's one of the reasons why I joined it. And so some of the some of the companies I got exposure to was like Peloton, mm-hmm. Coinbase, Lime, like investing in all these companies. Yeah, okay, Lime the bikes, Impossible Foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been solid. Super dope.
1: Um, I know you, you, you did, you did some angel investing too, right? Yeah. Uh, can you talk about Open Doors? Cause I think that's a super cool story. Yeah.
2: Do So Open Doors, um, founded by my boys, former teammates, uh, Adi Kunalik and, and Blake Lawrence. And, um, they have a crazy story too. So Blake, he, I don't know if he talks about this much, but Blake, it's so funny. Blake and Adi were always, we came in together. They were always like the the smart kids in a sense, I don't know if it's smart, but those guys, they just got their job, ju- their work done um, like efficiently. So we would have, we would have study, study hall. Mm-hmm. And um, those guys were the first ones to get out because they had a high GPA, they did all their work. And so they really w- was about their business. But Blake, Blake had a, a couple of concussions. And so when Bo Pelini came, Hey, like if you were my son, I would tell you to stop playing, Mm -hmm. um, stop playing football. And so Blake went on and got his masters um, in in college at at the University of Nebraska and then started this company. And so while he was getting it, I was leaving to go to the league and marketing stuff wasn't coming my way. Mm -hmm. And so that's how he had built Open Doors to get athletes paid through tweets and through um, and through posts and yeah, so open doors um, and especially with NIL coming oh, in yeah. now, he was already ahead of it ten years ago. And so um, Blake and those guys are doing um, an an amazing job. And yeah, I'm, I'm an Early investor. investor. Yeah, I'm an investor. In and the, they in modeled it also. after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah, so he told me that, I was I was like I was like oh wow I didn't I didn't know that. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah,
0: that that is insane. And I don't want to switch too hard on the subjects but you got you're talking about like DoorDash all this stuff and I didn't want to interrupt because you guys had a flow going there but <laughs> have you heard of this company called Too Good To Go? No. So no, have you? I haven't no. So one of my buddies just moved out to LA and and experienced it it's basically like grocery stores and what I, I thought about this because of DoorDash and like what you're talking about with food waste and the restaurants and space <laughs> Basically, this company goes uh, or like is an app that allows people to order food, pick up food. I don't know if they deliver, but they allow you to um, pick up like food that's about to get wasted. So like example, a pizza company makes a pizza. They're going to close in a couple hours. They can kind of see like, all right, we got a lot of shit here that we need to get rid of. Otherwise, it's just going to go to waste. Um, so they offer it to people at a fraction of a price. And then they give you like this window that you have to pick it up in. And if you don't pick it up, it goes back on the market. Someone else can get it. But That's I just feel
2: cool. like those opportunities. I like, those, like that. The yeah, quirky little yeah. I like opportunity. that, too. <laughs> I mean, even with the stuff like at, um even with, you know, like the the little toupees, the little shampoo bottles and all that stuff the, that that they have at, at the hotels. I mean, even, I, the I don't bars know if there's a the business.
0: I read a, an article about that where some dude, is paid to pick up all the bars of soap that's at a awesome. hotel yeah or a, uh, yeah. a chain of hotels and then he melts them all down and resells it back to home basically
1: what
2: <laughs> really <laughs> yes
0: literally <laughs> just taking waste and like taking trash those are the best businesses you take garbage and you turn it into profitable stuff opportunities so yeah that's um, the i feel like we've got one more thing that i really want to touch because we want to be respectful of your time um and maybe it's the most important thing which we were talking about DoorDash yeah. um, and story for you, like back in the day, years ago, Princeton and I didn't really know each other, but we were inadvertently involved in the same project. Um, something came across my desk, which my team had been working with Prince on a commercial for DoorDash. And mm-hmm. um, Prince was literally door da- like delivering food to people's houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he's seen that he knows that company from the corporate office to yeah um you know the the entry level and uh he was um you're dashing for your foundation yeah uh the others so can you talk to us a little bit about you know what your initiatives are there and what all that looks like
2: yeah and i mean that's, that's gonna be easy so like when i when i was coming up with a foundation like everyone tells like athletes should be about Athletes should get a foundation and stuff like that. Some people use it to pay their family. Mm-hmm. Some people use it um, like for good and whatever. And so, and some people are always for like one specific cause, whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's um, single mothers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like for me, like that's going to change every year. So I couldn't just lock it down to like one theme. And so I thought about, okay, like, what's a word that can kind of encompass like every theme. And, and that was for like, and that was, that was others, like mm-hmm. others, like we, we believe that life is really about others and we want to be, f- um, for for everybody, anyone who needs aid, um, we want to be there for them. And I, it's definitely modeled after like my, my, my faith. Like when we believe like when Jesus was at the cross, like he was there for others. And so, I love that. Yeah. So that's why, so that's why we came up with that. And um, we put a lot of, of, um, events. So we have a, I do a free football camp, um, every year. And, um, and one thing I like about that is when I was younger here in Arizona, like I never got to touch or see like a professional athlete. And I feel like when you, when you get to see them, like if I was 13 or 15 and I got to see someone in the league, I'm able to kind of compare myself to them, like, right. all right, how's this guy looking and stuff like that. And just even, and even just talk to them and stuff like that, but just that, just that, um, that relationship, just that, just- that the presence. The presence, is, yeah, it, of yeah. just, of just seeing them like that that does something for um Singing a little kid seeing is believing yeah, yeah exactly and 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 the goal just becomes that more attainable and mm. so um that's why I do the free football camp I do a um I do a, a free Christian youth conference and um I remember you you were telling me about like your they're not 3 E's cuz you have inspire you have it enable um you what would you say you have encourage enable inspire enable inspire empower and empower okay yes. i think mine's was um encourage empower and enjoy because we, we want the kids to enjoy the um, the, uh, the conference and stuff like that but yeah so that's that's mainly what we're, what we're about is like we're simply for for others and um, we're gonna do more now that um, I haven't announced it yet but um, I'm, I'm gonna uh, retire officially officially. Uh, soon and so um Dang, so, and so, once, the warm, so the warm-ups podcast He <laughs> <You> made <laughs> an announcement <early>. yeah. <laughs> right 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 we're like, we're like what the hell do we do now <laughs> like what's what on happening <laughs> we didn't know that you know, the funny story about that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna run through it real quick the funny story about that is last year in 2021 oh that's 2022 two years ago in 2021 um i i just finished on practice squad with the cardinals i go to um, I don't get picked up or signed in, in summer, and then Saints training camp. I'm there, mm-hmm. get cut from there, and and then I'm waiting. Don't get picked up. So now my my like m- mentally, I'm done with football. I'm cool. Yeah. Like I'm cool, but I, I like I said I like to hoop. I'm still in shape. We get to January. The coach call me January of 2022. The coach call me for a workout, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. Like, sure, I'm in shape. I can go. Were you? Like, you I, weren't I can doing go.
1: football. Like, I wasn't doing no football but I was okay. just hooping. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so I'm thinking, like, okay, like I can do, like I can, I can do a workout because mm. it's like my my back pedal, all that is just muscle memory. I can, yeah. I can dust that off and I'm and I'm good. So I go and do the workout, crush the workout. It was all contingent on them be, beating Jacksonville and going to um, the playoffs. They lose to Jacksonville. Don't go to the playoffs, but now you just opened up a an, an, something else, a, and you, yeah, you just uh, yeah. woke up with a desire that yeah. I put to sleep. Now I'm like, all right, you know what? And then after seeing um, who's our boy from LA Rams that went that comes out of two year retirement, um, Weddle, yeah, yes. Eric Weddle, man was <laughs> two coaching. two year retirement, bro, bro, comes in wins. <laughs> so now that's in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stay free this whole year, which was 2022, and so this year I was staying, I was staying ready. Um, just in case. I mean, it's it's still not over yet. Like, yeah. there's like it, anything can still happen, but um, but y'all yeah, staying ready and um, and yeah, and it hasn't happened. Which like, like you're fine with. It. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than yeah. more than fine. and yeah. stuff like that, and now I'm not even talking about financially. I'm just talking about like mentally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm at peace. At I peace. think the biggest part is removing that identity that you're a football yes, player, right. like that once you can remove that, like you're more than that and you're not just that, I think you're good. But if you walk in and you expect people to still cater to you, you still expect things because of who you were, then I think that's where that kind of hurts. But when you when you kind of like humble yourself and go back to reality and like, hey, I'm just a regular citizen, in in society like I shouldn't expect nothing if something if people do recognize me or something does happen because because of who I was then cool but once you kind of remove that ego that identity of yeah. who you were I think you're good and I think I I've never really had that I've always um I've always thought that I wasn't just a football like like what we just mentioned now yeah. like entrepreneur and and like business dude like yeah. all that like that's always been in, inside of me so I think that that really helped me out. And then even like you said, like I'm going from two to five in kids. Like, I, like, I have a wife that like I have to take care of and and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm a father, I'm a husband. So it's kind of. You're that first. exactly.
0: So you're starting to drop some gems. And before I let you wrap us, I want to do another, like one of those like rapid fire, before we did rapid fire sports, I want to like do a quick rapid fire business. So if you can, if you can give me like one or two liners in, in response to these, just so we can be quick about it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there's some, some room here for you to drop a couple more gems. <laughs> um, so if you were starting in business, well, something that I appreciate about you is that you are in the trenches. Like you yeah. see it at the ground level, you go to the offices, yes. you're, you're dashing, you're door dashing, yeah. whether it's for a commercial or it's just the general interest that you possess. Um, if you're starting in business today with zero dollars, what industry, like what's your approach look like um in, in terms of where you would get started?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I'd have to go real estate and I would say to get your real estate li- real estate license, which I which I got, um, just because like you can just fall into deals just like by osmosis, just like conversation just being around people like and i i couldn't fathom like that many people are buying a house or are looking for a place to live like mm-hmm. every day every year it's it's it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. and so just by doing that like you can get three percent of say a three hundred thousand dollar house five hundred thousand dollar house three percent of three hundred that's nine thousand three percent of five hundred that's fifteen thousand like just sell two houses a month or help someone buy two houses a month you like you're good for 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 that month yeah and then from there you can use that money get into um investing and and so on and so so forth and that that really that realtors um license only cost you maybe 500 600 so that's like the best yeah that was the best um that, that's like the best investment so one way that i experienced that also was I had a I bought a rental. Um, it was like a two million dollar house in in L.A. Um, one of these TikTokers was renting it for like 15. No, it wasn't two million. It was uh, one point. It was two million. But one of these TikTokers bought it for like fifteen thousand. They rented it for fifteen thousand dollars a month. So I was already getting I was already getting money from it. But then when, when I got my realtor's license, even though I wasn't licensed in California, the only way you can get a, a referral fee is by having your license. Mm. So the person who sold it for me in California, um, his commission was like 75000 I got 25% of, of his commission. So yeah. I got an extra 15000 just by getting my $500 Real license. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: insane. So, yeah,
0: yeah. He's putting you on now. Well, you got Nike. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I, that's like a... Like, Real estate a big part of, of my business, too. So that's like having someone on a team that have a license. There's so many advantages to oh that my gosh. you can, you know, get access that's to up, MLS, to, yeah, MLS yeah. access, be able to to look at houses as they come on the market. Yeah. And bro, that's like that's a gem right there. bro. three percent on even the properties that you buy. Yeah. That you, personally, buy you get three percent on those, too. So it's, it's, it's a great investment for sure.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, before I get him worked up in the real estate conversation again, <laughs> what would you say is like your biggest investment secret? My biggest what? Investment secret.
2: Ooh, um, the sauce. Oh man, I would say. I mean, it's kind of um again, it's kind of simple, but it's always buy low, sell high, man. Just yeah. just because like that's what I'm doing in real estate. Like I'm I'm finding a property. Um dude, and I'm like a shark when it that's what that's one thing I love is the negotiations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm like a, I'm like a shark there. And so try to buy real low. And, um, I try to improve, um, improve the, improve the, the property in whatever way. And then, and then hold on to it for a while and then, and then sell it. Yeah. So buy low, sell high, um, and definitely just get educated about what you're going into. There's, there were so many things like for me, because I kind of have, the, the the capital. I went in there arrogant, like mm-hmm. I'm a bitus. I don't care, like I don't care what happens. Like I have the money to, to kind of withstand any type of failure that I that I come across. And so, because of that arrogance, I've experienced some like like for example, there, there's a company. Dude, tell me how dumb this is, right? <laughs> no, seriously, tell me how dumb this is. There was a company that I'm not naming, but that I, I invested in it because. I saw Swaggy P and Steph Curry invested in, invested in, in it. And, and that wasn't the only reason, but that was the main reason. That I'm thinking like they vetted it for me. They were my, like they checked out because they're invested into it. It's like, okay, Swaggy P, and Steph, yeah. 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 Swag, Swaggy P and, and Steph Curry was in on it. Okay, shoot. It makes sense. I'm going to get on it. Spoke to the CEO was awesome. No CEO, like run through a wall. Like the CEO mm-hmm. was awesome, but for whatever for whatever reason, the company went to kaputs. Like it, 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 it failed and I lost hundred K.
0: Mm-hmm. On that note, I was one, I was, that was gonna be my next question. Like, what was your biggest failure or mistake? Like we try to get athletes to show their cards a little bit yeah. because there's this like notion in the locker room that like, you know, I'm keeping my failures to myself. No. It's like macho, you Did know. You see the wins. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, we think it's just as, as important it is to celebrate and show off your wins. Um, Within the brotherhood, within the locker room, we want to create, do what we can from the outside um, to create that that uh, that notion for showing your failures.
2: Yeah, no, I would I would definitely say that one was probably my my biggest one. And I mean, and then other biggest I wouldn't call this investments, but. Just giving family and people money, mm-hmm. expecting to be paid back. I mean, there, those yeah. were loans, though. Yeah. This it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you this if you pay me back." Cool. No, no, no. You you're are paying, paying me. Back. You are you're paying me back, <laughs> and you decide not to. Yeah. Okay. Like, like we're was well, no
1: paperwork or anything. Was no, it? No, just no, like no a paperwork. handshake. You and pay that, me back exactly, yeah.
2: and and that's the thing. And, and so now, like, I I told I've been telling people this like 20, 2023, like forgiveness has been like, I don't think of words for the year, but forgiveness is like, mm-hmm. has been the word for my year. Like there's a lot of people that I've been out with, mm-hmm. been on outs with, um, but like, I'm gonna make sure that they know, like I've for, I forgiven them and like we're cool. However, with with, with saying that though, like <laughs> there's paperwork, like I'm doing paperwork for everything, like right. everything now, like <laughs> like because even though you think that, like it's innocent. Like it's it's like no 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 no. Like you, and 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 it it's unfortunate, but that's why lawyers uh, exist. Right, it's, it's because of stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not going the the cheaper or frugal route. Like we're doing we're, we're doing paperwork man, <laughs> for sure.
1: Family but, or not, we doing yeah. The paperwork. Family or
2: not, man. And that's the worst. Like yeah, people always say and I know I'm rambling. and We got to go, but people always say like money. Like they would man, money changes you. No no no. Money like exposes what's already in you, and money sometimes changes the people around, around you. Yeah, because that whole aunt uh, and auntie and cousins from nowhere, like you haven't even heard before. At <laughs> the woodworks, bro, it's so funny. There's a dude. If you go look at that picture, there's a dude on stage with me at at the draft. That that was like the first time like I've met him, and my my dad had just brought him. He's on stage with me, and I I ain't never like met him before. Like all that stuff is is real and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, like I, I've learned, I've learned so much and stuff like that. And I'm always going to continue learning.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't have to go anywhere. We're okay, just, here, we're here for you. All so right, if yeah. you want to <laughs> shoot another hour, we're down. <laughs> we got more to learn, um, but no, like, bring us home, Zay. Um, Our like, famous question or yeah. my famous question. And I might want to add one
1: more, but let's start there. Okay. We 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 like to end the episodes with this, you know, question or question for you that you can give advice to other athletes so for an athlete that is hesitant about getting started in business or you know has reservations about business like what's the piece of advice that you can give them that can kind of make that process easier
2: yeah i would say going with you don't have to go in it by yourself head first but go in it with someone that you that that's trusted that you know, cause that also, like you always want to minimize risk as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love roulette. And so like <laughs> roulette is the, you know, the the table game. And when I play, I try to minimize my risk as much as I can. And that's how I am um, in life too. Like I've, I never drink to this day, never drink alcohol, never smoke to this day or whatever. And it was because like I wanted to minimize my risk at getting in trouble or messing up. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what I had going for me. And so what I say in investing is like minim, minimize risk, like play with something um, that's that's not as risky and whether that's, that could be something as as simple as crypto, right? Like put 200 or $200 into like Bitcoin or whatever mm-hmm. just so you can um, kind of have that appetite and kind of, and kind of. Um, get a flavor for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just get a flavor for it because, like you could read all the books, go get mm-hmm. your MBAs, do whatever. You're never gonna know until you actually play the game. It's like it's like a coach trying to tell me to play this technique and he's never played it. He's I'm telling him, I'm like, yeah. Coach, man, this is this is tough. And then he gets in and all right, I see what you mean. That's not gonna work against <laughs> yeah, Tyreek yeah. Kill. Like yeah. so you actually have to like get in it and I feel like that's been the best way that I've learned because like we were talking about customer service earlier, like I've learned so much about customer service through Airbnb and reviews. Like these people will hold you hot. Hey, like such. Like if you if you don't want a bad review, like I think you should reimburse me some of that money back because it was. And it's like, ugh, like you don't want to give in, but it's just yeah, like reviews power yeah. your oh the, the listing in the
1: algorithm. Yeah. I didn't know
2: people look I don't even look at reviews I, I because <laughs> I see the picture, I see what's on the menu, okay. Yeah, yeah. But like it's crazy. And sometimes the reviews are are truthful and stuff like that. So I always say like you have to get in the game, just get in and try to find something that's not that's not high risk mm-hmm. just so you can start it with and stuff like that, like getting getting through a fund, getting through a group just so you can see it and learn. And then once you're ready, OK, go and start it yourself. Like there's so many people who have started, like, for example, Elon Musk, he got in he he got most of his money from what I from what I've heard him and, and read was through was through PayPal. Mm-hmm. So he got in. Got start, did a, did a, did PayPal with a group of guys. Then from that PayPal money started SpaceX, started Tesla. And so that's how it is. Like you get in once
1: you learn. All right, then you go do your own. venture. And I can take the training rules off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Dope. So want to keep talking?
0: <laughs> yes, but we can't. Yeah. Uh, we're taking up table space now. That's I a know. check that they're missing out on. So let's dip out. But we have, I haven't asked this question to anybody yet. So you're going to be the first one. But in each in each episode, as of recently, people are starting to name drop other athletes, colleagues, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I want to start adding this thematic in here. What is one athlete? That you can think of off the top of your head that we should be targeting next oh, for yeah. a warm up ep- episode. Derek
2: Morgan is the first guy oh, that comes G to mind. Yeah. I'm also invested in Justin Forsett's Hustle Clean. We're, go- we're, we're, we're getting him in ju- yeah. Bro, we're talking to Justin. Hustle in Clean, Justin, and see that's a type of entrepreneur, founder, CEO that like Justin is awesome. He, on, he really and, is. So, and
0: his and his partner Wallace.
2: Yes, all of the, they, they um. So NFLPA has like a thing called um. Pitch, pitch day or whatever, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's how I saw them. They were, they were there at pitch day, Yeah and then we just wrapped. And I put money in, in, um, in Justin's Company, Hustle Clean, which used to be Shower Pill, which shower I, was already, peel, yeah. I was already, I was already, I already loved the name. We cool. yeah, had Derek Morgan, just, um, Justin Forset, Devon Kennard, who's actually we're from supposed out
1: here. to. we were supposed to get Devon on. That's crazy. He just didn't have the availability. Yeah. Okay. If you're Dev- watching this, we need you. Devon. Yeah. We need you on. Um,
2: I'm just trying to think. I mean. We heard a lot of
0: good shit about Larry uh Fitzgerald oh yesterday. Oh my gosh, Larry
1: <laughs> but the thing is
2: he's on another level. Yeah. Yeah. But like w- because of Larry's transparency, Kelvin Beecham is also another one, but because of guy. Larry's transparency, that's why like like I I see what he's like he's in on like Stake 44, the the Suns, I mean the Suns is what I don't want to say it's whatever but the Suns is a whole nother yeah. ball game and stuff like that. Yeah. And and Larry's not afraid to like be transparent with you and, and like show you stuff. And so um, when I when I was with the Cardinals for a little bit, I got to get in this air but even before that, like I remember Larry's his own agent. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I was thinking about going, going to do that on, on my own and, and Larry said, well, Prince Me and you might be a little bit different, but how I negotiate, I go and chat with uh, Bidwell. We go have a, um, dinner at his house. And then we just talked numbers. Yeah. I said, "Okay, I'm not there. yet. I can't. <laughs> I can't just go to the owner's spot. But yeah, Larry's awesome. But yeah, the, the list goes on. I could send you guys a whole list. We yeah. actually have a, sl- a Slack or a WhatsApp chat with a whole bunch of guys that are that, in the um, business space. That do it. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. All right, man. We appreciate having you on. Thank you. I appreciate you, Prince. This was appreciate dope, bro. No, thank
1: you. Uh, back in the game. Like I'm about about three hundred yards. Uh, to dry that shit. What's, how you say the you hit it for us? to dry that shit. I'm, dead, I'm back from the dead, bitch. They call me the Revenant. BAAA! Yeah, bitch on the Revenant. Uh, 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 ain't yeah, this shit evident? Uh, yeah, bitch on the Revenant. Uh, yeah, bigger than sediment. Uh, yeah, bitch on the Revenant. Oh uh, shit, yeah, ain't that Lord lost? That's that nigga from that rap shit. New air in my crown fitted, but I still ain't never on no cap shit. My own ship back when I ain't have jack shit. Light since I burned this. Got that wheezy f off of a dead piss in the booth. you I'm really want it to, you can go into Tracy McGray's account right now and say I love him." I'm <laughs> <them>. going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big life moment Couldn't even grasp it. All the stress took a top of winning credits roll, i am going drop a classic. And my city got a blasted. Got it here from the rooftop. Play for play, big daddy Kane. I'ma walk around with a jukebox. All the blood, sweat, and tears over all the years. But I found a new stop. Blood, sweat and tears